Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tonight, we'll talk more about the left's latest smear that Trump misused Facebook by targeting ads to voters. The opposition media continue to pretend that Andrew McCabe lost his pension because he was fired. We'll set the record straight. And President Trump is taking off the gloves and adding the street fighter Joe DeGeneva to his legal team. And a school shooter in Maryland was stopped by a good guy with a gun that did his job. With these stories and more from a nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes, and this is America First Radio's Daily Brief. And thank you for joining America First Radio. This conversation is always on on Twitter at AmFirst Radio and on Facebook at America First Radio with Jim Dawes. So follow and friend us, share it with your friends. You'll get early notifications as soon as these shows are posted. America First Radio is proudly carried on the Talk America Radio Network, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio, where you can listen to their live feed 24 hours a day, seven days a week at talkamericaradio.us. And America First Radio is broadcast each weeknight at 11 p.m. Eastern on Talk America affiliates in Florida and Georgia. But if you miss a broadcast, you can always listen on demand on your favorite podcast directory and at our website at americafirstradio.com. Man, oh man, it is uh, it is an interesting time to watch the opposition media, the enemy of the American people, uh, continue their uh, their cold civil war against uh, the president that the citizens of this nation elected. And uh, there is a, a cold civil war going on between America, Americans, and the uh, the opposition media, the enemy of the American people, and the deep state. And in this war, the leftists are on the side of the deep state. Uh, the left had a history of being civil libertarians and sort of going uh, far to the um, the left of, uh, you know, law enforcement and, um, and national security. But in this case, because it serves their ends to somehow delegitimize the Republican president with an America first agenda, which is totally at odds to everything that they believe in, uh, then they have, uh, they have thrown in with the deep state actors in the, uh, intelligence and law enforcement agencies of the federal government, despite the fact that these intelligence agencies are monitoring uh, all of our communications all the time and storing it on uh, on huge um, data centers, <laughs> and they pretend to be concerned about Facebook and uh, and uh, and being able to access that information anytime they want to. But I was reading today that upwards of seventy percent. Now, of all the citizens, both Democrat and Republican, are on to the deep state and realize that the deep state is uh, is make this unelected 
bureaucratic shadow government in Washington are making decisions about the national interests that are totally at odds with the interests of the American people. And that's approaching 80% of Republicans and over 60% of Democrats. So, you know, the, at one time, anybody that talked about the deep state uh, was uh, fitted for a uh, aluminum foil hat called a conspiracy theorist and shunned it off to the side. But uh, this president has revealed the fact, actually, the deep state has actually revealed uh, themselves. They were so so certain that they were going get, to get away with their misdeeds and choosing the next president of the United States that uh, they didn't even do a good job of covering their tracks. And you got some of these uh, actors running around you know, that left paper trails and, uh, and trails on text messages and emails showing the biggest, uh, that they engaged in the biggest political scandal in the history of this country. And Donald Trump, uh, the disruptor, has gone to Washington and he has uh, used Twitter very effectively in order to push back against the forces of the deep state and the uh, establishment in Washington that are arrayed against him. And he's done it using social media. He also used social media quite effectively to get elected. We'll cover that later on, uh, this continuing narrative out of Washington, D.C., that somehow targeting uh, voters via Facebook ads is some sort of devious and diabolical scheme. But uh, today we were treated to a really uh, good piece of news. Uh, Donald Trump, after spending the weekend uh, calling out uh, Mueller for his uh, apparent or his obvious and blatant conflicts of interests and his refusal to accept the fact that there is no proof of collusion after a year and a half of all of the vaunted intelligence and law enforcement agencies, including his office of the special counsel, and his 17 or 18 Democrat partisans overturning every rock, they've yet to find one single shred of evidence, and yet they continue to cripple this presidency. But today, Trump um, fought back and really took the gloves off, signaled to uh, everybody in Washington that he intends uh, to fight back and fight back, fight fire with fire, he went out and hired former federal prosecutor. <clears throat> I think he was the uh, deputy uh, district attorney for the Washington, D.C. area. He is a high-priced Washington lawyer, Joe DeGeneva. And if you're a, a listener to this show, you're well familiar with Joe DeGeneva. He has, uh, he has recognized what is going on uh, in this whole episode, and he has called it like he uh, sees it. Uh, and that puts him in the company of um, of Judge Napolitano, who, when he got too close to the truth, Fox News, James and Lynch on Murdoch over there, suspended him, never reinstated him after he was proven to be absolutely correct <clears throat> that the uh, British intelligence agencies and the uh, uh, agents, the intelligence agencies of Australia, uh, France, and New Zealand were all feeding. Uh, derogatory um, gossip uh, that was developed by um, uh, uh, Clifford Steele 
to the American uh, intelligence community so that they could uh, dress it up and try to pretend uh, that this was a, a you know a, a real national threat. But Trump has hired Joseph de Geneva now, uh, and of course uh, the mainstream media, as uh, as I have told you repeatedly, one of their key tactics is anytime something uh, goes against. Or, or anytime you're starting to get some traction against them, they mobilize as one voice and, uh, and begin their flak operation. And, uh, the flak operation against Do- Joseph DeGeneva is to, uh, try to characterize him as a conspiracy theorist. And you could tell that they're all on the same page. If you go Google it, Joe DeGeneva, you'll see one headline from the, Opposition media after another calling Joe DeGeneva a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> now that's laughable. This is coming from the uh, opposition media that has spent the last year and a half pursuing this uh, conspiracy uh, that Donald Trump hired hookers to come and pee in the bed uh, of his Moscow hotel and was in bed with uh, Vladimir Putin. And that somehow they never actually articulate how he did it. He colluded with uh, with the rascally Russians in order to steal the election away from the virtuous and chosen one, Hillary Clinton. The only conspiracy apparently that they're totally uninterested in, the Washington media, is who in fact hacked the DNC emails And why, after eight or ten months, has there been no suspect identified in the murder of Seth Rich at all, despite the fact that there's a $130,000 reward on the street? Do you really believe that if some hood rat had had, uh, killed Seth Rich in a mugging, that he wouldn't have told somebody and that somebody would not have come forward by now in order to collect $130,000? Did I say 130 million earlier? Anyway, we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk about just who Joe DeGeneva is and why this uh, is a game changer in this uh, continuing saga of the the special counsel's uh, witch hunt. Right after these messages on America First Radio. CRTV.com, and you're listening to Talk America Radio, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio. Here's George Foreman with InventHelp. Hi, I'm George Foreman. Do you have an idea for a new product or invention? People ask me all the time, George, how do I get my idea in front of companies? How do I get a patent? What do I do next? Do you have the same questions? I'll tell you like I'll tell them all. Call my friends at InventHelp. Call InventHelp today for free information. InventHelp has been helping inventors for more than 30 years and has sales offices nationwide. InventHelp can submit your invention to companies who are interested in receiving new ideas. If you have an idea and want to try to patent it and submit it to companies, you should call InventHelp today for free 
free information. Listen, I can't guarantee a company will be interested in your idea, but I believe every inventor deserves the opportunity to step into the ring and take their best shot. Put InventHelp in your corner. To get your free inventor's information, call 1-800-353-6013. That's 1-800-353-6013. Again, 1-800-353-6013. President Trump unloaded on special counsel Robert Mueller's probe in a Monday morning tweet calling the investigation a, quote, witch hunt filled with, quote, massive conflicts of interest. That tweet follows a weekend in which the president vented his frustration with Mueller, singling out the special counsel for criticism by name for the first time and raising questions about whether he is preparing to fire him. There have been conflicting signals coming from Trump's legal team about whether a Mueller firing is imminent, although the White House has consistently said it is working with the special counsel in hopes of bringing the investigation to a swift conclusion. You know, the mainstream media is absolutely... um apoplectic that this president goes around them using Twitter in order to communicate directly with the American people. And after uh, putting up with this witch hunt from Mueller for over a year now, almost a year now, he's going directly at him and calling him out for his blatant and obvious conflicts of interest. He never should have accepted the job. He should be disbarred for having accepted the job when he obviously has so many conflicts of interest. He should recuse himself. He never should have been appointed. He never should have accepted the job. The same holds true for Rod Rosenstein. But after spending the weekend of calling Mueller out and uh, and pointing out his blatant conflicts of interest because the mainstream media is failing to do that, and he knows that he can get uh, to the American people uh, through his Twitter account, he hired Joe DeGeneva. And Joe DeGeneva, uh, as I said before, is a former U.S. District Attorney for uh, the uh, Washington D.C., and um, he's uh, he's worked on many high-profile cases. He's been in private practice, and uh, he he works on you know the highest uh, highest levels of uh, of law. He's uh, he's joining Jay Sekulow on uh, on Trump's legal team, and I think they're going to go on the offense. I think there's no doubt about it. Uh, so they're trying to discredit uh, DeGeneva by calling him a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> They've got some nerve calling somebody a conspiracy theorist. If you've uh, if you've looked on the pages of the Wall Street Journal, or the New York Times, or the Washington Post, or on the cable news channels, with the exception of Fox News, you see it is all conspira- Trump conspiracy all the time. It is uh, is Trump derangement syndrome. It truly is a mental illness. But I'm going to play you some clips here. Of Joe Jadonova sitting down with a, a reporter, uh, sketching out exactly uh, what he believes happened uh, during the 2016 presidential election, uh, based on all of the leaks and uh, and discovery that has come out about the misdeeds of the CIA, the NSA, and the FBI. What this story is about it's about it's about a brazen plot to again exonerate Hillary Clinton from a clear violation of the law with regard to the way she handled classified information with her private server, absolutely a crime, absolutely a felony. It's about finding out why, as the Inspector General is doing at the Department of Justice, why Comey and the senior DOJ officials conducted a fake 
criminal investigation of Hillary Clinton. Followed none of the regular rules, gave her every break in the book, immunized all kinds of people, allowed the destruction of evidence, no grand jury, no subpoenas, no search warrant. That's not an investigation. That's a Potemkin village. It's a farce. And everybody knew it was a farce. The problem was she didn't win. And because she didn't win, the farce became a very serious opera. It wasn't a comic opera anymore. It was a tragic opera. It was a tragic opera uh, when, when the agencies that uh, you hire to protect the Constitution and defend the nation are actively engaged in undermining uh, both the Constitution and the nation and the American people. And Joe DeGeneva uh, never backed off for, from calling this what it is, a conspiracy to subvert the Constitution. It, it is quite obvious to anybody with um, a passing knowledge of the uh, uh, federal criminal code that Hillary Clinton was a, a serial felon, uh, that if she had been a, uh, you or I or, or um, Christian Saucier, for example, would have been in jail um, and not allowed to run for president. What she did with her server was obviously illegal. And Comey trotting out and saying that uh, no prosecutor would take this because there was no intent was treating the American people as if they're children. We can read. The code doesn't require intent. It just requires gross negligence. And when uh, Peter Strzok changed the the uh, the draft memo that uh, changed it from gross negligence to uh, extreme carelessness that doesn't change anything if you look in black's law dictionary you'll see that the definition of negligence gross negligence is extreme carelessness here's Joe Geneva going on more about this conspiracy in the deep state we're going to discover that the Attorney General Loretta Lynch, her deputy Sally Yates, uh, the head of the National Security Division, John Carlin, Bruce Orr, and other senior DOJ officials and, regrettably, line attorneys, people who were senior career civil servants, violated the law, perhaps committed crimes, and covered up crimes by a presidential candidate. But more than that, they tried to frame an incoming president with a false Russian conspiracy that never existed, and they knew it, and they plotted to to ruin him as a candidate and then destroy him as a president. That's why this is important. That's why connecting the dots is important, because the FBI now has to be completely reconstructed from the ground up. The men and women at the Bureau are great people. That's not who we're talking about. We never have been. We are talking about people like James Comey, McCabe, Strzok, Page, Baker, Prystep, who was named nobody knows. He's the head of the counterintelligence division, and he was the one who was involved in planning this entire crazy thing involving Fusion GPS, the false dossier, and creating evidence. And John Brennan was uh, deep, uh, knee-deep in all of this as well, taking that uh, that bogus dossier that he knew was an opposition research document and insisting that James Comey get a FISA warrant and um, and start spying on the Trump campaign. So, um, you know, the deep state is now on notice that uh, we, we've got a guy in there that uh, fights bare knuckles, uh, 
that if they want to uh, if they want to rumble, that uh, the president is ready to rumble. And I think that what ought to be done is the president's legal team needs to take this case to the Supreme Court and have Mueller disqualified for blatant conflicts of interest. It wouldn't take the Supreme Court 10 minutes to rule on this. There's no way in hell that uh, Robert Mueller is qualified to uh, act as special counsel in this case because his his buddy and longtime uh, mentor or mentee, that's a weird sounding word, James Comey was the was the guy that started this whole mess to begin with. He's there to protect the deep state and the established interests in Washington. More from Georgia Geneva. This this is what people have to understand. What the bureau did was by working with Fusion GPS and giving contractors access to highly classified information, which they had no legal right to see. They needed to create something they could give to the court, the Foreign Intelligence Court so that they could get wiretaps and surveillance taps and email taps and phone taps on the Trump people. And they created false facts so that they could get surveillance warrants. Those are all crimes. Every single one of those acts constitutes a crime because it was done not for a legitimate law enforcement reason, not for national security reasons, but to create a false case against a candidate, Donald Trump, a president-elect, Donald Trump, and a president, Donald Trump. So if Robert Mueller wants to uh, roam the countryside looking for some sort of crime in order to try to uh, overturn the 2016 election, he's going to have Joe DeGeneva to deal with, who's going to come right at him with the facts of this case. And, um, you know, over the weekend... Uh, actually, just prior to uh, Trump's um, uh, tweet storm that came out over the weekend going right at Robert Mueller, Robert Mueller had issued a subpoena going after the uh, business banking records of the Trump organization, which uh, the president has said all along would be um, crossing a red line because that is unrelated to Russian collusion. You know what always uh, struck me about this whole farce is nobody uh, in the deep state or in the Democrats or the establishment Republicans on the Hill have been able to or have ever articulated exactly what Donald Trump was supposed to have done in order to collude with the Russians. What Was he supposed to have somehow facilitated the Russians hacking the DNC? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Robert Mueller and the Democrats all know that the DNC wasn't hacked. And and if if Robert Mueller thought for a second that the Russians, in fact, hacked the DNC, then he would have subpoenaed the DNC servers, put forensic teams on it, and proven it to everybody. He knows that if he goes down that road, that it's going to lead to who, in fact, probably killed Seth Rich and Seth Rich's parents this last week also filed a lawsuit. They know that um, actually the the Democrat uh, National Committee's crisis manager that is uh, handling the Rich family has whispered in their ear they can get some money now. But this is all an effort because this is this whole Seth Rich story is getting kind of stale and people are going to uh, start saying, why? Why are we all, you know, uh, uh, observing this embargo 
on the Seth Rich murder when it is obviously a critical part of this whole um, this whole uh, collusion conspiracy theory. Now that's conspiracy theory. And I hope Joe DeGeneva um, and uh, and that's possible second uh, special counsel starts digging, uh, really digging into who, in fact, murdered Seth Rich and who, in fact, um, leaked the emails from the DNC. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about this Facebook kerfuffle right after these messages. This is Donna Fiducia. And I'm Don Newen from Cowboy Logic Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to one of our favorite radio shows, America First Radio, with our friend Jim Dawes. That's right, Donna. We consider America First Radio appointment radio. America First Radio with Jim Dawes, weeknights. Right here on Talk America Radio, found at talkamericaradio.us. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-719-5601 That's 800-719-5601 There was a school shooting today outside of Prince George's County, Maryland. Uh, a, uh, a student arrived at school with a semi-automatic uh, Glock 40 caliber handgun, proceeded to shoot two students in the hallway, and the school resource officer responded as uh, the uh, standard operating procedure of all police departments uh, instructs him to do, and engage the shooter. The shooter was a high school student, not skilled and not trained, and the, uh, the school resource officer, a deputy, uh, neutralized the, the shooter uh, with one shot to center mass, and he later died in the hospital. He stopped the shooter. Um, I think one um, there's one fatality and one uh, student that's in the hospital. No, I'm sorry. The only fatality was the, the shooter and the other two are in the hospital. But, you know, this is just a, a, an illustration of, of how important, how critical it is uh, that we harden our schools and that we not uh, keep these gun-free zones. And I guess mo- most importantly, it is an illustration of how um, a well-trained, courageous law enforcement officer can, in fact, prevent these mass mass casualties 
and why uh, we can't budget for there to be at least one and probably more uh, of these uh, deputies in these schools. Some of these schools are so big that one deputy is not going to be able to uh, cover them all. I think actually uh, they should they should break up these these giant um, you know high schools that have three and four thousand students at them. One thing, they're a bad environment for the uh, the children. Uh, they lead to the sort of social isolation uh, that we saw in Nicholas Cruz, uh, because you know they're so they're so big and impersonal that uh, people can get lost in the shuffle. They're too difficult to manage. My, I, I'm speaking a little bit from experience. My uh, my children went to one of those uh, those giant schools, and I can tell you. Uh, that it, it just doesn't work for high school students. You may be able to have huge institutions like that at the college level, but at the high school level, it's just, it's just not well suited for kids of that age. But congratulations to that school resource officer in Maryland. Uh, I will bring you his name tomorrow. I don't have it as the time we uh, go to air tonight. But the uh, the media's uh, uh, narrative that somehow Donald Trump uh, deceitfully and deviously uh, misused Facebook in order to um, surreptitiously target users, uh, uh, voters with advertisements is in total and complete, complete collapse today. Their narrative didn't even make it to the second day before it is in uh, free fall. And I think, uh, I think really going into this, this whole fiasco, uh, there's that word again, that they knew that this narrative wasn't going to stand up. But, uh, despite that, they're going to press forward with it in, in hopes of shutting off this avenue for Republicans to be able to reach voters directly. Uh, the, the left has almost complete monopoly on the mainstream media and, the courts and the universities and the churches and um, the left-wing churches, I should say. They don't have a monopoly on churches. I misspoke. But they've got a monopoly on the free flow of information except for these uh, these social media platforms. And uh, they had an advantage there, too, in the 2012 elections, uh, Barack Obama's campaign had all, well, it was in the 2016 election as well, but, uh, uh, Facebook actually allowed the Obama campaign to, uh, take the, all the user data and, um, and use it to target voters. And of course, that same database was passed on to Hillary Clinton and she used it as well. The only difference between 2016 and 2012 and, uh, in 2008 was, that the Republicans got their hands on the database as well, not as fulsome a version of the database, uh, but uh, they were able to uh, uh, target voters directly on Facebook as well. And now the the narrative is we have to shut down uh, that means of communication because it is somehow um, uh, covert and um, and. Well, they're calling it weaponized. That's the word they're using. They're saying that we're weaponizing social media. Here's a fellow named Roger McNamee on MSNBC uh, using that word. 
getting this information, they were able to tie it to voter files. So they were able to figure out who 30 million of the people were, you know, where they lived, who they voted for, everything that you would have in a campaign. Then when you put that data back into Facebook, it's wildly more powerful. It's weaponized in order to particularly... So to they took raw data, and that's a good point, and weaponized it for to the advantage of a particular campaign. And, and not only that, if, if your goal is to ha take a minority and get them activated, but to suppress the vote of the majority, you don't need to have great psychographics. You just need to have horseshoes and hand grenades. You need to get right. close. And then you just need to put really, really uh, intense misinformation in the market. And we know they did all that. The social media was weaponized and egads. The Republicans engaged in trying to uh, suppress the vote of the opposition party as if the Democrats never do that and, the, and, and didn't, in fact, pioneer these methods of using social media uh, to great effect to get Barack Obama elected. And if you doubt me, here is a, a, a young lady named Carol Davidson, S-E-N, uh, who uh, was um, in charge of that effort for Obama for America. It has since uh, turned into Organizing for America. And all of these, uh, these uh, contacts, social media contacts, were passed on to Hillary Clinton's campaign. Uh, talking about what they did in 2012. What is going on? So just a simple question. Who owns the fact that you and I are friends? Right? Sounds I nervous. see someone on the street and I meet them and I can be like, oh, my friend Kate. Yeah, we're great friends, right? I apparently own that information because Kate wasn't there. Uh, and I told someone that that was true, right? So Facebook, 2012 election, had the ability for people to opt in. Uh, the Obama campaign, like, rocked this, right? We got people to opt in, uh, and the privacy policies at that time on Facebook were that if they opted in, they could tell us who all their friends were. Okay? So they told us who all their friends were. This is very much how local campaigns work, right? People sit in a room. It's a really small uh, thing. All of their biggest supporters sit around the table, and they, like, circle the names of the people that they know uh, and that they're going to outreach to, and they figure out how to fill in the gaps of the people that they don't know. The Obama campaign just did this uh, on a digital, in a digital level, on a much lar larger level, but we were actually able to ingest the entire social network, social network of the U.S. Uh, that's on Facebook, which is most, pe most people. Uh, where this gets complicated is... That freaks Facebook out, right? So they shut off the feature. Well, the Republicans never built an app to do that. So the data is out there. You can't take it back, right? So the Democrats have this information. Uh, so when they look at a voter file and someone comes to them, they can immediately be like, oh, here are all the other people that they know, and here are people that they can help us persuade because they're really good friends with, with this person. The Republicans do not have that information and will not get that information, right? No, I'm a Democrat, so you know maybe I could argue that's a great thing. But really, it's not in the overall process, right? Like, that wasn't thought all the way through, and now there's a disadvantage of information that, to me, seems unfair. But I'm not Facebook, so... So you'll notice that the Democrats had no problem with uh, with this use of Facebook and social media in order to target voters as long as they were the only ones that had access to the database. But now that the uh, Cambridge Analytics, Robert Mercer and Steve Bannon have gotten their hands on the same database and are using it in the exact same way that the Democrats are, then somehow this is illegitimate and they must be stopped because we can see how effective uh, a Republican candidate can be if they can reach the voters directly. Because the truth of the matter is, this is a center-right country 
And uh, without the unfair advantage of uh, this social media database, the Democrats will lose election after election after election. So they've got to try to put this genie back in the bottle and go back to relying on their huge advantage in the uh, mainstream media in order to get their uh, their message out. <laughs> Yesterday, I played you a short clip of Mika Brzezinski on Morning Joe uh, talking about uh, how the, how the, this this whole development in social media was uh, was upsetting the apple cart as far as uh, the Democrats' control of information. He could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think, and that if, is the that is our you, job. That yeah. is our job. He could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that yeah. is the that is if our you, job. Yeah, it's really unbelievable. Um, I, I'll tell you, uh, it a lot of uh, talk show hosts have, have uh, recognized the, the hypocrisy of blaming Trump, of using uh, social media to to target voters. But they haven't understood just exactly why the Democrats want to shut down this. Uh, this method of communication. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the mythology being formed around the heroic Andrew McCabe right after these messages. Hi, this is Dr. Kelly Ward from the great state of Arizona, and you're listening to Talk America Radio, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day. Because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just go to 19ignoremyscore.com right now. That's www.19ignoremyscore.com. Auto financing the easy way. 19ignoremyscore.com. Get started today. Auto financing the easy way. made clear to 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 our viewers and yes. listeners is that look this is the inauguration represented the beginning of his second term yes but it also represented the countdown of the end of his presidency that's right and the reality is uh like anything else you mad maxine you can while he's there because look come 2016 that's it well, you know, I don't know and I think some people are missing something here. The president has put in place an organization that contains the kind of database mm -hmm. that no one has ever seen before in life. That's going to be very, very powerful. And whoever... In terms of the Organizing for America that he's now shifting to become a 501c4. That's right. That's right. And that database will have information about 
everything on every individual in mm -hmm. ways that it's never been done before. And whoever runs for president on the Democratic ticket have to deal with that. They're going to have to go down with that database and the concerns of those people uh, because they can't get around it. And he's been very smart. I mean, it's very powerful what he's leaving in place. And I think that's what any Democratic candidate is going to have to deal with. It is very powerful. They uh, they suck the user information of over a million voters and, and all of their friends. It totaled, according to uh, Carol Davidson, uh, nearly everybody in the country. Uh, they were up against uh, uh, Cambridge Analytics that was able to get their hands on a similar database of uh, 270,000 Facebook users and their uh, network of friends. Uh, but because uh, people are more receptive to Donald Trump's message than they were a Hillary Clinton's, that was enough to push Donald Trump over the top, barely. But there was a headline in the Independent Journalism Review uh, talking about uh, Carol Davidson. It's uh, The title was, Ex-Obama Campaign Director Drops Bombshell Claim on Facebook. They were on our side. Said that Carol uh, Davidson, she was the former director of integration and media analytics for the Obama campaign, uh, said that, that, that Facebook allowed them to suck out the whole social graph in order to tar target voters. Uh, this is a quote. They would then use that data to do things like append their email list lists. When Facebook found out Obama's, what Obama's team was doing, they were surprised, she said. But she also claimed that they did not stop them once they found out. They came out to the office in the days following the election, and they were very candid that they allowed us to do things they wouldn't have allowed someone else to do because they were on our side. So uh, the, the Democrats were just fine with all of this, as long as they were the only ones that uh, had access to these social media uh, databases. But once the... Republicans uh, started playing that same game, then then they've got to shut it down because then it's no longer an advantage. It's actually a disadvantage. And the the big 300-pound elephant in the room is nobody is talking about Google yet. And Google makes Facebook look like pikers in their collection of, uh, of uh, yours and mine personal data. If you use a Gmail account, you should know that Google uh, has um, uh, worms that crawl your email threads looking for topics and and, uh, and slicing and dicing uh, you, uh, you know, by way of consumer interests and tastes and personality and other psychometrics. And if you've ever, ever had one of these uh, these ads follow, follow you around the Internet and pop up on pages, uh, you know, all over the place when the only thing you did was mention it. You don't even have to have written it down in the email. If you've got a, an open microphone on your computer, Google will capture that and start showing you pictures. And if you think I'm kidding, I can tell you a personal story. I had a, I gave a present to one of my nieces. It was a uh, Hot Wheels um, race car set. Now, I, uh, I got this present as a, a gift myself. It was new in an unopened box from a vendor. They gave it to me as a piece of swag. I never wrote it down. I never ordered it. I never searched for it. Swag is uh, uh, somebody gives you a comp to try to earn your business. But I never talked about it. I never sent an email about it. And all of a the sudden, 
that thing started following me around the internet, that very same set of Hot Wheels and, uh, and uh, accessories to go with this Hot Wheels uh, racing set. And the only thing I had ever done was talk about it. So these analytics are powerful. It, it, is, it is actually the product of Google and Facebook and Twitter. They're not selling you ads. They're selling you to advertisers. That's why they provide all of these, um, you know, relatively expensive services for free. Gmail, uh, you know, is a huge, uh, a great uh, program that allows you to do things uh, as far as storing and searching uh, your own data that, that nobody else can touch. But all of that information is, is uh, available to advertisers, including, by the way, political campaigns. He could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that is the that is if our you, job. Yeah, that is our job. Well, the big uh, the big uh, uh, drum that they've been beating over the weekend is that poor Andrew McCabe lost his pension because he was fired just one day short of reaching retirement age. And I told you on yesterday's show that that is a bogus narrative. I would have thought uh, that uh, some media outlets, especially in talk radio, would have caught up to this uh, fraud by now. The truth of the matter is Andrew McCabe didn't lose any of his pension that he was vested in. What he did lose was the right to retire early at the age of 50, which is almost unheard of in the private sector and even in the public sector uh, outside of some um, uh, public safety agencies, mostly in the Northeast and in um and in, uh, in, in the federal government. But he, he lost the re- uh, right to retire early, so now he will have to wait until normal retirement age of 57. Again, most people can only dream of that uh, until he collects his pension. And he, uh, he was going to take a, an early retirement that would have paid him $60,000 a year uh, for the years between uh, age 50 and 57, which is $420,000. So it... It definitely hit him in the pocketbook, but he has not lost his pension. He's not going to be an old and destitute man. For that matter, somebody's going to, um, well, some of these left wing law firms are going to suck him up and put him uh, back to work, uh, engaging in uh, opposition research against the Republican Party uh, and Republican candidates, which he has got a great deal of uh, experience at. It'll look good on his resume that he almost brought down a sitting president of the United States. It'll look good, at least for these left-wing uh, law firms and uh, and campaign organizations. There's also been a, a bit of misinformation talking about um, um, Andrew McCabe is subject to perjury charges because he lied to the FBI during his uh, d- during this internal investigation by the Inspector General of the Department of Justice. That is not true either. When uh, when a Employee is undergoing an internal investigation in uh, in these public safety agencies. I know this because I used to represent uh, firefighters in these these types of uh, investigations and hearings. They're given what's called a Brady uh, warning, which says that they may not refuse to answer a question. They've got to answer it truthfully, and that failure to answer it truthfully is a uh, a firing offense. But that 
any information con- uh, collected during that interview cannot be used uh, in a criminal court proceeding. So the irony here is that uh, McCabe, who, who had no compunction whatsoever about building a case against General Michael Flynn, uh, who was destroyed by this for, for a ginned-up lie to the FBI, um, the irony of all this is McCabe went in there and lied his butt off to the FBI, and he will not suffer any criminal sanctions for it. And this uh, this lack of candor that keeps being bandied about in the media is a joke as well. Lack of candor is uh, is the FBI's uh, soft pedaled uh, term for lying. Uh, when you take an oath, you uh, promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And I guess uh, they want to uh, address this uh, this lying under oath or breaking your oath as lack of candor um, because uh, you're required to tell the whole truth, even if that is not, even if questions aren't asked of you. But listen, McCabe is going to be just fine without that $60,000 a year uh, pension between now and uh, age 57 when he's eligible for his full pension. He's going to land in some silk stocking law firm. He's going to go to work as a Democrat partisan uh, probably uh, for uh, Terry McAuliffe. He may be doing opposition research uh, work uh, similar to um, that law firm that uh, hired uh, Christopher Steele. And he's not going to miss that $60,000 much at all. But we're all supposed to feel terrible that this guy uh, can't start collecting retirement benefits at, at age 50, despite the fact that he spent the last 10 years pushing a desk in uh, J. Edgar Hoover uh, building headquarters of the FBI. Man, there's so much more I wanted to get to this uh, uh, on this uh, show, but uh, we're going to have to put it off till tomorrow night. I will just say that there has been a report out of uh, Parkland, Florida, that says that officials uh, ignored repeated recommendations to, uh, to put uh, Nicholas Cruz under the Baker Act. So yet another failure uh, that led to the terrible consequences down there at um, Marjorie Stoneman High School, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. That takes us to the end of this edition of America First Radio. I hope you'll join us back here again tomorrow night on the Talk America Radio Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.